Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am thrilled that you are joining me. I am the host of this show. I am a holistic nutritionist and content creator and entrepreneur and biohacker. And this is just a place where I share all of the latest health trends that I'm into, whether it's wellness or nutrition or hardcore biohacking or skincare, oh, all sorts of things. So it's a, a very collaborative space and I'm really happy that you are joining me. I actually uh, have started creating a list of the type of guests that I'm looking for. And I figured I would actually mention a couple or a few for those who are listening. If you know people in this space or you have recommendations, if you have a podcast, you know that you end up getting pitched a lot from people, a lot of cold emails about why people should come on your podcast and this type of thing. But I think I'm kind of looking for specific things now. So I would love to just explore some different topics that I haven't explored yet. So a few things that I'm looking for right now is I would love to have somebody on who can speak. Well, there's a few things, I guess. I'd love to have somebody on who can talk about human design. It's a topic that I haven't really dived into. So human design, and I'm a manifester, by the way. So if you know what human design is and what you are, like definitely send me a message because I'm curious. So I'd love to have an expert on about that. I'd love to have somebody on about crystals as well. I don't know much about crystals, but I have a few and I'm seeing them more and more everywhere now. So I'd love to have somebody come on and describe them and explain them, talk about the science behind them, how they work and what crystals are good for different things, I think would be really cool. I'd also love to have somebody come on who can talk about your Saturn return. These are all very like spiritual woo-woo things, but that's fine. I Yeah. Like someone who can talk about your Saturn return and astrology would be really interesting. There's a lot to learn there. And I think I'm in my Saturn return right now. It very much feels like it. So that's something that I would love to explore. And then the last one is something called astrocartography. Am I saying that correctly? Let me see. Astrocartography. Yes. Yes, it is. So it's very interesting. So this is like locational astrology, which basically talks about like the location of where you're living or where you went to school or where you grew up or where you're going to get married or different things and like how it like you and your astrology impacts the astrology of the location and how it kind of all interplays together. And so I think that would be very cool to look at. And I I love talking about biohacking and like nutrition and things like that, but I'm also very interested in just like these different healing modalities and more woo-woo stuff as well because I'm just curious and I I just love learning. So if you know any experts in the fields that I just mentioned or you have friends or family who kind of do work in this area, please reach out to me and I would love, 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 love to connect with them. Today, I am talking with one of the registered dietitians from Inside Tracker. We kind of get into my results, but Inside Tracker is a at-home test that looks at a bunch of your different biomarkers, including hormones and vitamins and minerals and 
basically gives very actionable and personable results based off of that data and what you can do with it. So it'll say, oh, you know, your vitamin D levels are low. Okay, this is the type of food you should be eating. This is the lifestyle recommendation and that type of thing. So it's a blood test and it's very, very helpful. I did it twice last year, once in March and once in August. And I'm doing it again in March when I get back from Costa Rica. So I'm definitely going to talk about my results because I was very intentional about doing it after Costa Rica, just because I want to see how such a change of environment and nutrition and stress levels and things like that impacts my results. So stay tuned for that as we kind of, as I make an episode about that and release my results and my biological age and all of these things. So definitely listen to that. And a shout out to this week's sponsor who everybody loves <laughs> because I get so many, get so much feedback about it. This is for Coast, which is the, it's a supplement that basically focuses on different precursors for very, very important antioxidants in the body. So like NAD plus glutathione and it's a very biohacking supplement, <laughs> biohacker supplement. I take it after I work out, after my Peloton ride, because it helps with recovery. And you can also take it when you're having alcohol because it helps detox the body. So definitely check them out. I love using them. And of course, use my discount code biohackingbrittany for a percentage off. And if you ever want to check out all of the discount codes I have and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to buy this wellness product or this biohacking product or thing or service, I have a shop page on my website that has all of them listed there for you and the links. So it's super easy. It's like very easy to navigate to. My website is biohackingbrittany.com and you can find it right there and it's all in one place. And I created this because so many people asked for this. So I created it for you in mind because of course there's so many brands that I work with over the years and it's nice to kind of just start accumulating all of them on one spot for everybody. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet and enjoy this episode. I am off to Costa Rica in two days and will not be releasing a podcast episode while I'm away. I thought about doing it, but then just decided to really take some time off and be offline and seems like the perfect opportunity to kind of get grounded again and be away from my emails and away from screens and my computer and everything. I just really need a break. So I'm really excited to unplug and when I'm back, you will hear all about my trip. We are going to the Blue Zones in Costa Rica. I'm going to do some ex exploration there. And yeah, I'm really excited. And I'll probably still be posting on Instagram and online on there, but that's about it for the duration of the trip. So enjoy this episode and definitely tune in two weeks when I'm back with an update and more information. Welcome to a, another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are joining me this week. 
today we are diving into Inside Tracker, the ins and outs of this company and everything that they do. So, Inside Tracker is a company that comes to your house. Well, they don't come, but they send people to come to your house to get a test done. And it's a blood draw that looks at different biomarkers. And then you get the data and have all of these personalized recommendations and way more than that. And that was a terrible explanation of it. But today we have one of the registered dietitians with us joining us to kind of explain what Inside Tracker does and also go through some of the trends and surprises that she sees when she goes through customers' results and supports customers as well. So Michelle Darian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So can you explain Inside Tracker much better than I did, please, for everybody listening? Yeah, of course. I thought you did a good job um, so far. So I can kind of um, take it from there. But so basically with Inside Tracker, basically what the goal here is to combine customers' blood data, DNA data, and then data from their fitness trackers all into our app and then be able to derive personalized recommendations and pro tips on how to better improve their health. So a lot of these insights can come in a number of forms. So we deliver personalized recommendations on nutrition, so specific foods to start to incorporate to improve these biomarker levels, and then different exercise and how that can impact your biomarkers, and then supplements. So if a supplement is warranted to improve a specific biomarker level, that information is detailed there as well, and then lifestyle. So different changes to lifestyle that can help to improve health as well. So basically, it's this combination, these different data inputs, and then exactly putting together a clear path forward of what to do next. So basically, when customers come to Inside Tracker, they can get all of this data tested directly through Inside Tracker, and then they get all of this information in, in terms of recommendations delivered via the mobile app. And then through the mobile app, customers are able to kind of sift through the recommendations and learn more about all the science behind the specific recommendations and why they were um, personalized to them. And then they can add these recommendations to their action plan. And then from there, customers can receive pro tips. And uh, pro tips are basically like these little nuggets of information that are delivered via a notification style within the app. And it basically helps to bring your recommendations to life. So let's say you have a recommendation on your action plan to start to incorporate more olive oil into your diet. So you might receive a pro tip that can remind you why you should incorporate olive oil and then give you a couple of ideas and options on how to start to incorporate that. So that's just kind of one example of, of a specific pro tip. And then from there, uh, customers can complete like a 90-day action plan where they can check in for their recommendations and it can help them stay accountable towards meeting those specific recommendations. And then we recommend retesting your biomarkers after around three to six months in order to see how they've changed over time um, while you've been incorporating these recommendations. And then it gives you um, a more of a clearer picture of if what you're doing is working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting because... You test for like mineral levels, vitamin levels, and hormone levels. So you get all of this data back and it can kind of seem overwhelming, but then the recommendations like on the dashboard, like whether on the website or the app really breaks it down into what it actually means for you, which is like one of my favorite things because without like the understanding of the data, it's just like points and what are we supposed to do with that, you know? Exactly. 
And that's kind of the whole crux of Inside Tracker too, because some people are used to getting their blood tested by a physician or through other means, but then it leaves it kind of leaves the question of what to do next. So if you don't fall within that normal range, it, it kind of begs the question of what, how can I improve this or how can I get back into that range? So basically that's the whole, the whole mission of Inside Tracker is to give people a very clear step for a clear path forward to be able to start to improve some of those levels. And then another thing also to note there is that when people do get they're blood tested normally from like a physician or in another way. Their specific levels are compared to the normal range for them. So, or the normal range in kind of in, in context of the general population. And then Inside Tracker takes that a step forward by creating the specific optimal zones. So these optimal zones kind of plot your biomarkers in terms of what is the best zone for your specific biomarker to be in. And that takes into account age, sex, race, activity level, all of that. So it really does help to kind of pinpoint exactly where you stand based on where you should be given all of these inputs. And then, like you said, kind of distills that into recommendations and with clear next steps. Yeah. Yeah. I just love how personalized it is. And I forgot that you actually do DNA because I've done like your test twice and I've done the 43 biomarkers and then also the like biological age test as well, the inner age test. But it's interesting that you also have this aspect of DNA where you combine your blueprint essentially and your current blood status and then make recommendations. So it's even more personalized and more in depth. Yeah. And I think that DNA is, it, it is like a really great component to it too. So basically what the DNA can tell us is it basically shows your genetic predisposition for having a specific biomarker level. So I always like to think about it in the context of cholesterol, because I think something that I hear often from customers is, oh, I have genetically high cholesterol. So that's why my cholesterol levels are so high. So it's interesting. So what DNA can actually tell us is your genetic predisposition for having an unoptimized biomarker level. So for, for cholesterol, which people are kind of used to hearing about in that context is like, so, okay, so I have a genetic predisposition for having high cholesterol levels. And then if you take the, if you get your, combine that with your blood results, you can kind of see exactly where um, your blood biomarkers are in relation to that genetic predisposition, which is super interesting. And I think it's interesting because some people say too, like, well, I guess my cholesterol levels are high, so they are what they are. But mm -hmm. what I actually see it as is kind of momentum and kind of a another thing to be able to prioritize. Like, okay, so my genetics are working against me. This is where my blood level is. But here are all the like the 15 things I can start doing or three things or 15 things I can start doing to to basically be able to take ownership of those and and take action. So yeah, it's interesting when people kind of use genetics as a crutch or like a excuse, because of course, like epigenetics is such a thing, like the environment around it can really turn on and off different genes and different DNA. And so, which there's so much research behind now, and it's such a growing field that I like to look at genetics and DNA as this is exactly like a blueprint, but it doesn't necessarily mean this is my fate, whether good or bad. So what you choose to do and what you eat in your lifestyle every single day actually really, really does make a massive difference in terms of what your biomarker results are and how healthy you end up being. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. And we always say DNA isn't destiny. So it's, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see where, how your genet genetics do play a role. And then mm -hmm. you're kind of able to use that as a way to prioritize what to do next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So have you done the test? And if so, like, what were your results or was there anything surprising that you found? 
Yeah, definitely. So I've gotten tested a number of times over the years. So I've been with Inside Tracker for nearly four years now. So I've taken a few tests and it's it always is interesting. So I actually do fall into that category of having the genetic predisposition for having high cholesterol levels myself. And it's pretty interesting. I've actually been vegetarian, you know, over 10 years. And so I was always I was actually pretty quite surprised to find that my cholesterol levels were still in that higher range when I was getting tested. And so that's definitely something that I've been prioritizing improving just through a number of different things. So incorporating more fiber in my diet, making sure I'm pri- always prioritizing exercise and other things just to basically to make sure that I'm kind of overcoming that genetic predisposition. Another thing I was surprised about are my vitamin D levels. So those have oh, those have been consistently low unless I'm taking a supplement which has been really interesting. So I think I spend a lot of time outside in the sun and I do some other things that I would think would be uh, beneficial for vitamin D. And I was always surprised about how it really, like for that specific level for me, it really did require a supplement to be able to start to improve it. But it's cool because I've been able to track kind of my progress over time and I can say, all right, so I can see where I started that specific supplement and then I can watch my biomarker levels change over time. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like collecting data over the years. And especially when you're younger too, we just have this option and like ability, or I guess like opportunity to get so much data now so that one day when we're older or when it's easier to have disease set in or sickness or whatever, we actually have all of this data to look back on and pinpoint where we were healthy and what our ranges are. And it's just awesome to be able to be at this point now. So I think that's really cool that you've done it a bunch of times already. Yeah, I think one of like the the things I nerd out on the most is being able to watch all the data change over time. And I think it's really cool to have that u- unique opportunity to be able to track all of this in these younger years and use that as a way to be proactive and kind of set set up like success for health in the future too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when you're talking to customers who are have been tested, are there like unexpected results that you've seen that kind of come up time and time again? Yeah, there are a couple things that I've noticed that tend to come up over time. So actually, one of them is the vitamin D levels. So, so actually, it, I think it, people have kind of like the that same kind of common shared belief that if you spend enough time outside in the sun, it's enough to make sure that your vitamin D levels are optimized. And I've actually found that that's um, not always the case. So one of the things that I see most often, actually, forty percent of Inside Tracker customers do come to Inside Tracker with below optimized vitamin D levels, which is so surprising, I think, especially because because now we hear so much public health messaging around making sure that you have optimal vitamin D levels for a number of different reasons. So that is definitely one that I'm the most surprised about. And I do think that sometimes that that one does sometimes warrant... So at Inside Tracker, we definitely take a food-first approach in many ways. But I would say for vitamin D, that's probably the most common biomarker that I see unoptimized that does warrant a supplement. So I think that's something that I see... Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause when I got tested twice last year, so I'm in Canada, um, on the West coast and over winter, like our sun exposure is really low. We just get a ton of rain. And so in March last year, when I was tested, I was taking a vitamin D supplement at that time. And my results came back that my vitamin D levels were actually too high, yeah. um, which was very surprising. Like, mind you, I was taking a lot of vitamin D, but I didn't really think that that was possible. And then every summer, like I take a step back from my vitamin D supplement. I don't take it. And then when I got tested in August, which is like prime sun time outside every single day, my vitamin D levels were actually really low. And I was like this, yeah, I was like, this is so interesting. Like, even though I'm spending so much time outside, 
it still doesn't have as drastic of an impact on my levels as like a daily supplement does, which I guess makes sense, but I was just surprised. Yeah, it is surprising because I think we always think about the sun as like our best way to get vitamin D. So that's definitely um, an interesting shift. Yeah. Do you ever see any trends in women who do the tests versus men? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually do. So I would say um, the biggest change or the biggest difference I see between uh, males and females in the tests is actually for iron levels. So basically, when it comes to to iron, we have a full iron panel, but I would say the biomarker that is the best indicator of current iron status is ferritin. So ferritin is that storage form of iron, and it's basically a great way to show how much iron is available for the body. So when it comes to the differences between males and females, um, females typically have lower levels of ferritin in comparison to men. Um, So basically women have just genetically have higher needs for iron. So um, especially if it's a younger menstruating female, they just typically have more iron loss just naturally through those specific processes. And then I also see that being more common in women who are highly active. And it's, and it, when it comes to the recommendations for the recommended amount of iron, just kind of in terms of what the dietary guidelines for Americans even suggest, it is quite quite higher for females than males for many of those reasons. So I would say that's probably the biggest difference I see um, between males and females within the tests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what my results were actually is my first test in March. Like I'm looking at my data right now and my, mm-hmm. my ferritin level was like suboptimal. It was like 38. And but my iron was in the normal range. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to supplement with a food-based iron supplement. So I don't get any like constipation or any other symptoms. And then when I retested, my ferritin was in the good range. It went to, went from 38 to 61, but my iron went too high. My blood iron, it went from 73 to 140. So, I mean, mind you, it's, I, it's probably different for women as well, because depending on when you get tested in your menstrual cycle, it's going to impact, right? If you get tested during your period or after, it's obviously going to impact your iron levels, right? Yeah, that's true. So where you are in your cycle can impact your serum iron levels. So basically what we recommend there is for, if possible, to be able to test within that same point within your menstrual cycle at each time. There are just like those slight differences between some of the iron markers and a couple of the hormones and and a couple of markers. But so we basically say to test at at the best that you can within the same point of your cycle. But Yeah. It'll be so interesting. Not that I'm pregnant now, but one day when I'm pregnant, like I want to get tested because I'm just so curious, like how that changes so many different biomarkers in the body. Do you ever have pregnant women get tested with you? Yeah. So we, we actually recommend not getting your blood tested during pregnancy here because, um, because of the, exactly like you said, like it does change your blood biomarkers a ton. And mm-hmm. so so we actually recommend against that. But if you were just curious and wanted to use it as kind of a data point, that's something that can definitely be really interesting. Some of the things that can change. So we see the cholesterol levels actually change. We see like blood sugar levels change. Some of the immune function ones, blood biomarkers. So there are definitely biomarkers that are impacted by pregnancy. And it's it's definitely interesting to be able to see that data and how it how it's changing over time. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like afterwards, like during breastfeeding or like after birth, like just the body is so depleted at that point. And it'd be so interesting to see like, okay, these are the exact minerals that I need to be taking because my blood is obviously like, it's showing that it's suboptimal right now. And that's what I just love about Inside Tracker in general is like, 
for any time period in your life, rather than you guessing in the dark, like, oh, I should take this supplement because this person said so, you actually have the data to make proper like decisions and changes and that are personal to you. So it just makes a lot of sense. How are you taking care of your body when it's worn out and you need a boost in flushing out the bad stuff? Let's face it. Our bodies aren't built for the stresses we deal with on a daily basis. Work, stress, exercising, partying, inadequate nutrition, you name it. Our bodies are seriously overworked and it's almost impossible to get all the nutrients we need from diet alone. Instead, you can take a supplement designed to flush out toxins, replenish lost nutrients, and repair cells by taking essentials like antioxidants and vitamins and combining it with cutting edge ingredients like a NAD plus precursor. Coast isn't some basic supplement. It's designed by a cancer researcher and supports two different detoxification pathways in your body, making it highly efficient at flushing out toxins. It is available in a quick and easy shot or powder to mix in water, which is what I take. With nine active ingredients, including the NAD plus precursor, which gets depleted as we age, by the way, glutathione precursor, and more, this is my supplement of choice to combat my daily stress load and promote longevity. You can use my discount code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY in all capitals for 20% off at coastdrink.com. The link will be in my show notes on my website and on my shop page as well for you to find easily. Yeah. And I definitely agree. It, like, it's definitely helpful to have kind of like a science-backed reason as to why a specific supplement or food or something like that should be incorporated into your day-to-day. So having that data is really, it's a great, like in a powerful catalyst for change. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's interesting too, because last year I had my partner get tested and his testosterone came back very low and he's 28 and it definitely should not be low. And we were Like I actually had a feeling about four or five months before he got tested that it was low because of the symptoms that he was presenting with. And then when he got tested, that was like, that was really when he started making actual changes because now he had the proof to see, oh yeah, this is actually low. This describes why I'm feeling this way or having these symptoms. Okay, what can we do to like increase my testosterone? And then when I get tested again, let's see if it worked. So. I think it's just so valuable because some people honestly need to see the data and not just rely on like certain symptoms or feelings or things like that. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. I think that being able to see that and it's, it is so cool to be able to compare it to your, how you're actually feeling too. And so just like you mentioned, it's like, it is cool to be able to see the data and it's really interesting to be able to back that up with, okay, yeah, that totally makes sense as to why I'm feeling that way. And I think testosterone is a really great example of that, especially in males. And I would say the low ferritin in females is actually kind of that similar experience where sometimes females will come to us and say, like, I've been feeling really fatigued, like lack of energy. My, I'm getting far more tired during my workouts than is normal for me. And then when they find out they have low ferritin, it kind of helps to put another piece to the puzzle. And then you're able to take that and propel forward and make changes from there. So yeah, it's very interesting to be able to, to match that up. Yeah. Have you seen any common changes since the pandemic started in customers' results? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I would say I would say far more customers are coming to us supplementing with vitamin D since the pandemic. I would say that's one specific, I would say, thing that someone is that people are typically doing different. I think it's also super interesting that actually, so when we look at our customer data, um, we can see that actually cortisol levels have increased since um, on a population level since the pandemic has begun. So the the percent of customers who had unoptimized cortisol levels has increased since since the pandemic started. And so just kind of as a bit of a background, cortisol is the stress hormone. So basically when someone is feeling any type of stress, whether that's emotional, mental, physical type of stress, the body deploys the hormone cortisol um, to be able to give the body short this like short-term energy to be able to deal with that kind of stressor. And so that's good in the short term. So if you think about being chased by a bear or something like that, like you need a little bit of energy to be able to kind of run away from it. But when it's that prolonged high cortisol levels over time, the body's actually using energy that's allocated to other processes in order to fix that stressor. So it takes away energy from processes like your immune health or from digestion or other things to be able to process and deal with that. So actually, so seeing that cortisol levels have increased since the pandemic isn't so surprising, but it's definitely something that's um, important to address for a number of health reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. I was thinking it's probably related to stress hormones. And it's very interesting to see that people are also increasing their vitamin D as like that's had so much press and people are talking about that so much. So it's really cool that you guys can just see that. And as as like a population, what are people doing? What's going on with our health? And hopefully as the pandemic winds down, you could actually see a decrease in cortisol as well in the next few years, because that would be really nice for everyone to just be a little less stressed and uptight. (laughs) Oh, I totally agree. I think, yeah, I would, I am definitely curious to see how that comes down. So yeah, Yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. So another test that you offer is your inner age test, which is a biological age based off of certain biomarkers that you look at that kind of decide or dictate the biological age that you are compared to your chronological age. So do a lot of people do this test as well? And are people usually around the same age as what they actually are? Yeah. So we do see that a number of people are um, very interested in the inner age, getting the inner age add-on as well. So basically there's a couple of options. So if you wanted to understand your biological age, you could add the score slash algorithm to your to one of the plans that you purchase, um, or you can purchase just the inner age plan itself. But so it is quite popular with our customers, because we find that our customers kind of have this, this want and desire and drive to basically to live forever. So trying to find out the best ways to start to do that. So basically, the you describe the inner age approach perfectly, where we can tell you exactly the number of years that your specific biomarker levels are contributing to either making you older or younger. So if we go back to the example that I started with where my cholesterol levels are on the higher side, so I can see exactly on my dashboard where LDL cholesterol is contributing 1.2 years to my inner age. So that's making me older. But then I can see how my HSCRP levels, which are my inflammation levels, which I've always been able to keep kind of under control are contributing to making me a few years younger. So just a couple of examples of how those biomarkers are contributing to making me older or younger. And then and then you do get like a final score of what your current inner age is. And so we do find that people are either, so some people are older and some people are younger. And it's interesting. So some people are can be quite surprised by these specific levels or by their specific inner age. So it's interesting. You can um, do a number of things that are like, super beneficial for your health, but sometimes those biomarker levels just need a couple of extra, need a couple of extra things or 
different recommendations in order to kind of move the needle on them. So we find that it's a great catalyst for change for people too, because it kind of brings out that competitive spirit in someone too, where they're like, okay, so my partner got tested and he's a couple years younger than me and I want to start to improve that. So I, I think it does bring out that kind of competitive nature too, which it, it makes it fun. Yeah, it does. It. it I was kind of nervous to do it, honestly. And I, I feel like I don't know why, which is like, even now just saying that out loud sounds so stupid. Like, why would I be nervous? But I was really surprised by my results and I'm just looking at them now. And my results were like much younger than I currently am, which was really nice to see and, and awesome to, to know that all of the dedication and discipline and things that I've been doing have actually been working and been helping. And of course, like it's just like accumulating the data and making this like assumption and whatever, but it is really helpful. But looking at my results now, the one that's making me older is my RW or RDW, which is variation in red blood cell size. It says it's making me older by 1.4 years which is so interesting. So what does that even mean? Your red blood cell distribution width. Yeah. So that's actually one of the components of the of the iron group. So it's basically just showing about like the size of your red blood cell, but it's interesting. So basically the way these biomarkers are selected here is within our own data with of inside tracker customers, which is typically like a data set of what we say are generally healthy individuals. There's a correlation between that specific biomarker and then chronological age. So having a specific level was associated with age in that way. And so, and so it's interesting that it looks like the RDW is contributing to that age. Yeah. So are you saying then everyone who does the inner age test, does it test all of the, like, does it accumulate all of the same biomarkers or is it different depending on the results that you got? So with the biomarkers that are selected there, it's the, for females, it's 13 biomarkers and then also BMI. I mean, it's how those, so together, those 14 markers are contributing to age. And then for males, it's those 17 biomarkers plus BMI as well. So 18 different uh, data points and how it contributes to age. So, and those are just, those biomarkers are selected based on, based on the customer data. So in comparison to this, like this data set of healthy, of healthy individuals. Right. So you and I will both be looking at the same biomarkers that contribute to our biological age. That's correct. But then we would have different like contribution of years towards how they impact inner age. Based off of our results. Yes. So what are the ones that are in male, the male one then that's not in the female? Yeah. So I think with males, we saw that like, just as an example, HSCRP was an example of a biomarker in males. We know that free testosterone was also a biomarker that was also included in the male algorithm. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So those um, specific levels were associated with age in men, but they might not necessarily have been associated with age in females in this specific version. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's really helpful to to see this. And for all of the biohackers listening and the health enthusiasts, like being able to actually look at the data and then take that information and look at how this is aging you on a very, very micro level is so, so helpful because again, otherwise you're kind of just shooting in the dark and hoping what you're doing is working. So it's awesome to see this. And yeah, I remember last year when I actually um, looked further into inner age, you, you have a maximum on both sides of the age that the person can be. So I think it's either 10 years younger or 10 years older than you. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Could you be even younger or even older than that bracket? 
Yeah. So the way we have that now just as like a threshold for being able to say this is like a reasonable number of years that you can be older or younger, but, but the further you're improving specific markers, I think the more you're setting yourself up for success for being biologically younger. So younger on the inside. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My, my results were well, I mean, I got tested in August, so I have a new test coming up, which we actually want to talk about. But first, yeah, so my results were 18, which is literally like 10 years younger than I was, which was really surprising because sometimes I don't feel 18. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, yeah, so I'm going to get retested and I'm getting retested in March and I'm going away to Costa Rica actually this week, later this week, and then I'm going for about nine days. And I decided to do my test afterwards because I was really curious to see if such a change in environment and lifestyle would impact my results. And so I don't know, do you think that anything would change drastically? Like maybe vitamin D because the sun is so strong there and like, I'm going to be in the sun the whole time. I don't know what else. Yeah, that would be a, that would be the first one I would think. But then I think there's a couple other two others too. So in Costa Rica, I would think they have like fresh fish and fresh seafood. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if that was something that would move the needle on an HDL cholesterol, so that good cholesterol level, or even how that could impact maybe even triglycerides. I would also be curious to see how your cortisol levels are after a nice vacation that you can kind of maybe unwind and relax a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like less stress, more sun, more nature. But then at the same time, I know I'm going to be like drinking more alcohol than normal. And like also probably not as strict with what I eat in terms of diet. So it might just even out. It might be the same. Like, I don't know, but I I'm very curious to see what it's going to say. Yeah, I know. I'd be curious too. So with, with alcohol, it, that can actually impact your triglyceride levels. And then I would say your GGT as well. So it's interesting. So I would say on a shorter term, it might impact either, yeah, either triglycerides or GGT. But if you're kind of offsetting that by some of those, like if they have like fresh fruit and if offsetting that with, with also some of those healthy fats, I think that can be, it might just kind of be a wash, which is sometimes it's good enough on vacation. Yeah, exactly. That's so interesting that you say that, I'm just pulling it up here, that you say alcohol impacts your triglyceride levels because my, where is it, triglycerides? Oh, my triglycerides are actually okay. What's high for me? Oh, my HDL has always been high. Hmm. I'm surprised that alcohol impacts triglycerides. Why is that? Yeah. So basically triglycerides are that like that storage of energy. And so, so sometimes when alcohol gets like metabolized and repackaged, it, it is kind of in that form. So that would be the relationship there between the triglycerides and alcohol. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The both, both times I got tested last year, my HDL and total cholesterol were high, but my LDL was really low. And so- yeah. Yeah. That would make sense that the HDL, so the HDL cholesterol can help to scavenge and get rid of some of that LDL cholesterol levels. So it's not so surprising that a higher level of HDL cholesterol was able, was also associated with your LDL cholesterol being in that optimal range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I know HDL is good. And so I, when I saw that, I wasn't super concerned that it was like high, but I guess that's, I guess you don't want it too high either though. Yeah, it's actually, it's interesting. So when we, when we do the research for these optimal zones for the biomarkers, we actually did see a U-shaped relationship when it comes to, when it comes to the HDL cholesterol. So, or sorry, not U-shaped, the J-shaped. So it's with the higher levels were also associated with, 
with impacts on heart health, but it's interesting. So if your HDL cholesterol levels are on the higher side, but your LDL cholesterol levels are in that optimal range, then I would say you're in good standing. Cool. Good. That's good to know. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't too concerned about it, but it would be concern if like you said, like the LDL was not good or the, yeah, the other things that were related to uh, cholesterol there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and kind of going through Inside Tracker with us and everything that you do. For everybody listening, I have a discount code, which is Biohacking Brittany in all capitals. It actually saves you 20% off all plans, which is crazy. And that's for Canada and the US. So I highly suggest you get tested if you're interested. And yeah, where can people find Inside Tracker if they want to connect with you on socials and everything like that? Yeah. So Inside Tracker has an Instagram. It's just Inside Tracker. We connect, you can connect with us there also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Cool. I will definitely add that to the show notes. And yeah, thanks again for coming on and uh, talking to us about this. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.